Welcome to another installment of Money You Should Ask. I'm your host, Bob Wheeler. In this episode, we are going to explore, question, examine, converse, dig deep, expose, laugh, and cry about the money beliefs, money blocks, and life challenges of our next guest. Turn up the volume, listen, learn, and laugh. I'm so excited today because I have my good friend, Mary E. Kennedy, uh, <laughs> joining me. She is a comic, an actress, a producer. Um, you can catch her on Shameless. She plays new Fiona. Um, Afterglow, the musical experience. Um, you can catch her on Conan. And she's got a one-woman show, Midlife, Mood, <laughs> mood Swing, <laughs> about moms. My mom's band, yeah. Mom's band. Yeah. There you go. Because yeah. I'm barely learning English, so then, then I, I read, fine. I read poorly. Fine. And my writing is bad, like a doctor, so we're It is. Good. See, yeah. we should have both been doctors. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God, because I'm a terrible writer. Mary, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. So good to have you. So good to see you. I know. It's been a while. Yeah. You, you're so busy. You're acting and doing stuff. I see it on Facebook all the time. Yeah. She's a busy lady. A little social media whore, as they yeah. say. <laughs> and, you've, and then you manage that with kids, and I'm assuming a husband that yep. you seem to like. Yeah. And... Um, and everything in between. Yeah. And a new rescue dog. So Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's no. lovely. It's amazing. So, so give me an update. Where like sort of what's going on for you at the moment? Well, I just wrapped Afterglow the musical experience with the original Glow Ladies of Wrestling. And is that a movie or is it, it a, was a it was a stage. musical experience on stage. Oh, yeah. cool. Cool, cool. And I played Jackie Stallone. Oh. And so it was really fun and I got to work with the original uh, Ladies of Wrestling from the eighties. Oh, sweet. The glow lady. So it was really fun. Oh, those ones. Those ones, those yes. Those tough women. Matilda were... the Hun and Roxy Astor. And, oh, my God. And MTV and, and Sunny. you know, I, all of them. It was just great. I mean, it was great to, you know, watch those women. And I got, I learned how to wrestle and to do oh, cool. stage combat. So it was really great. Oh, my God. I think, um, I don't know if you know Eleanor Kerrigan from yes. the store. Yeah. She used to be a... A wrestler? A wrestler. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. There's great photos. I love her. Yeah. yeah she's really yeah. funny. She's brilliant. Yeah. So, well, that's cool. And then um, you've got kids. I do. How many kids? I have two kids. Two I kids? I have a 10 and a 12-year-old. She turns 12 on Saturday. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So you can leave them at home alone now. Yeah, I do for a couple oh. hours. And then I keep, you know, texting them. Make sure, you know, don't answer the door. You know, to report to me, did you do your homework? You know, don't burn down the house. So, yeah. Oh, that's good. That's See, good. I always think um, I'm a great uncle, but I think as a parent, I would have like had ropes around the kids, frayed that. <laughs> no, because they're like, don't fall. And like, I would yeah. over, I would micromanage, and I'm sure that they would like not like me because. I worry. So you'd like baby proof the house till I, they're like 30? Uh-huh. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, and then maybe at 30 they would be able to go out like to the to, to the, the store by themselves. The, mm-hmm. Um maybe take them off allowance. Yeah, I get like it. That. Yeah, no, you I, I was talking to a mommy friend of mine. You fail every day as a parent. Right. You fail. It's it's like it's like there's it's one of the I would get the worst job reviews some days. And some days I I'm a superstar. Right. It's so it's, But that's probably when you give them candy or do something that's uh, or get them a puppy. A puppy was good. Um a money when I pay my daughter when she babysits. Oh, money's always nice. Money's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um if I let them have more computer time, you know. Okay. Yeah. Do you um do you give them an allowance? So this is what I do. I started with the chore board, which okay. is a chore, and it was boring. It was awful. Yeah. And it didn't mean anything. So now if my daughter babysits, I pay her, and it's much less than I pay my, the real babysitters in quotes. And then I pay my son for taking care of the dog. Oh, okay. So so his responsibility is the dog, and her responsibility is him. And then they both get paid. So that's cool. So yeah. we're like a paycheck instead of an allowance. 
Yeah. So yeah. they get paid for labor. That's, that's cool. good. Yeah. That's cool. And they don't have a work permit yet. Maybe and they don't. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. yet. That's right. What is that? The Coogan law? Where yeah. You, well, they do. I mean, you know what I'm saying. But, yeah. you know, this is all under the table. Under the table. Yeah. I hope the IRS is not listening. No, no, I know. It's not that much. <laughs> so let me – so how do you balance um, following your creative desires, uh-huh. uh, husband, children? You also teach. Mm-hmm. Um, you teach adults and you teach children. Yep. Um, like what's your formula? For money in general? For, for money, surviving, living, not feeling – or maybe you feel stressed. But like how do you like make it work? Well, so early on when I went to college, my dad was an insurance broker. Okay. And he was like, you have to get some sort of job. I don't understand this acting thing. My mom was a professional <laughs> musician. So I wrote a one-woman show called Midlife Mood Swing, which is about her band. Right. as a roadie on her band. And my mom made a lot of money, but it was feast or famine. Either right. we were making tons of money with her or it was like, you know, we were on the skids. My father had consistent money, but they divorced when I was 10 because my father just could couldn't not, handle it. Couldn't handle it. He loves W-2 employee stuff. <laughs> and my mother is, was a freelancer. So in a way, my mom taught me that in your art, you can make money. So that wasn't a question to me. Cool. The question was my own internal stability. And then when you find a partner, my husband's a W-2 employee. Uh, He's in computers. He's also a producer. So he doesn't understand the freelance world. Thank God he doesn't have a headshot, though. That's why we've been together 15 years as a married couple and almost 19 years as a couple because he's not an actor. But um, I love you actors, but you can't have two actors in the house. Well, yeah. No, well, it's – you know, it's when you're saying that, I remember I have a – I have a client who Mm – he was so excited to have me meet his wife. Um, He was newly married and he's uh, in entertainment. So Mm -hmm. he's freelancer. He's – and his wife is a teacher. She gets a W-2 and her mom had a W-2 and this is the way you do things. And she – it was really difficult to try and have a conversation because she has a certain way of this must be the way it is. And he's like – no, because it's also this way. And it was it was really hard. It's hard. I mean, what's been interesting is that my husband back in January went freelance. <laughs> and so um, it's been really interesting to watch him. And he's opened a production company, which is great. But I'm kind of now – I've been put in the role of breadwinner. Right. So every single – and, he, you know, listen, it's all going to be fine. He may do freelance computers. Who knows? But what's really interesting is I used to be kind of like fly by the seat. We're fine. You know, we're very zen about it. And mm-hmm. now I'm the one that knows like to the dime how much we have. Right. And I'm the one that goes, no, I don't think we need to do that. I think it's time to start making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Like I'm I'm now like the him. Right. You're drawing the lines I, and setting I, the rules. And setting the rules. But I'm doing it on a teacher and a actor salary. Right. I mean, we're not living high off the hog. Our house mortgage is really low. We bought it in the bottom of the market. Like we yeah. were really smart. That's cool. But, you know, he I want him to go freelance because the potential for him to make more money is there. But he doesn't understand the freelance model. It scares him to death. Right. It's not stable. Yeah. It's funny. Even in my accounting practice, I've hired CPAs and I'll look at a lot of their resumes and they worked for themselves for about 10 minutes mm-hmm. uh, because most of them realize – Oh, I sort of like the W-2. It's a yeah. little too scary to like be out there on my own. Well, and I think I might have an authority issue. I don't really like <laughs> working 
for people. <laughs> I like to be autonomous. I do do freelance teaching. Yeah. I like to come in, come out, like, you know, get my money. I'm not really interested in, you know, creating relationships. I'm like, see ya. Bye. Yeah. Got to go. Yeah, that's funny. When I um, I've worked on my own for so long, I don't think I could work for anybody. But when I got out of college and some of the accounting firms interviewed me, they said, you know, we really like you. Um, we have a feeling that you will be difficult (laughs) (laughs) and that you won't wear the gray suit and follow the rules. And I said, that's probably true. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, we need everybody to follow the rules and wear gray suits and be all look alike. And I said, yeah, that's not not happening. Yeah, that's not happening. So I I did not go with the big six. Well, Uh, that's good. Yeah. You know, I think so. Much happier. Yeah. Much happier. Let me ask you this. Um, Did you get an allowance when you were a kid? Well, yeah, you asked that question. We were really poor. We were growing up uh, until my father really got into the insurance. We were like paycheck to paycheck to paycheck. Uh. And so for us, again, it was like, oh, we've got all this food, all this money. Let's let's eat and do as much as we can when we can. And then it was – we were poor. Mm-hmm. I mean it was hard. I mean we were – and then when my parents got divorced and they both were doing their own thing and they were finally kind of living their dream in a weird way, mm-hmm. then the money sort of came in. Okay. But it was not – what I learned from both of them was I had to make – if I wanted money, I needed to make it on my own. OK. And how did you know you were poor? Like what was – like how did you know? Did your friends tell you? Did you just – Well, bill collectors calling and people mm-hmm. showing up at the door and – you know, all that stuff. And then, you know, just knowing, having the tension of money, sometimes having lots of food, sometimes not having any food. Mm-hmm. My mother, finally, when she did get a huge success and we were, you know, abundant and all that, like she won't, she would not eat mac and cheese. <laughs> like she was horrified when she came into my house in LA and I had mac and cheese. She was like, absolutely not. Like, did I ever teach you anything? So in a way it was humbling. And I think in a weird way it was good. Yeah. Because now I'm super grateful. Right. Because you got to see both sides, really. I did. And do you – like are there any beliefs that you took away as a kid that from either parent besides, you know, I got to make it on my own? But is there anything like money is bad, money is good? Um, You did learn that it's okay to have an artistic endeavor Mm -hmm. and make money. But is there anything else that you remember, any money blocks or any beliefs? I don't do well with an abundance of money. Mm -hmm. It scares me. I don't like – so this is the perfect example. We had a 1940s refrigerator. We lived in my grandmother when my parents got divorced. Mm-hmm. My grandmother was a depression kid. Oh. So she – and her husband, my grandfather was the tax commissioner of Massachusetts. He died. He was much older than her. He died. They had a pension till the day my grandmother died. Wow. But – so he made good money, but then he died and then everybody was in that depression mode, right? So we had a 1940s refrigerator and it finally went. I mean, the, you know, it lasted forever. And right. my grandmother was horrified to buy, like, a right. refrigerator. So for Christmas, I think it was four years ago, we bought a new refrigerator. And I, like, lost my mind. Like, he took <laughs> he took it and we were, like, looking at refrigerators. And I got so gray about it. He's like, why can't you pick a refrigerator? I go, it's just too much. It's too big. It's too expensive. He's like, Mary, it's a refrigerator. Yeah. And those are the blocks. Like, I don't do well. Like, when I make a lot of money, when I did Shameless, I did well. Like, I'm kind of the squirrel that kind of wants to keep it. Or if I'm going to spend it, it's got to make sense. Yeah. It's – well – it's, that reminds me of a story that um, I'm super – like I hate to part with my money. 
I, I mean, I love like unless I'm traveling or if I'm entertaining friends, I love to spend it then. But right. other than that, like to buy a refrigerator, <laughs> yeah. And um, I was I wanted to buy a new TV. I wanted to buy one of the bigger, you know, TVs. And uh, so I spent like six months looking at different <laughs> TVs, yeah. trying to figure out wait, what's the difference between a, a flat screen and then with like all the different like. I was doing everything. Right. And my sister's an engineer. I made her go down and look at the ones and help me pick. And I'm sure the salespeople hated me because I was constantly like, okay, I'm, and they're like, it's a TV. I'm like, it's $500. Oh, I get it oh. though. So, I, right? I so get it. Yeah. And so the final day when I'm about to make my pick, I hear this couple talking to each other and they go, oh, look, there's a TV on sale. If we buy this one, super big, it's 2200 but we save 1000 bucks. We can just charge it. And like they made the decision in like five minutes. Yeah. We need it because we're saving so much. And I was like, <gasps> yeah, <laughs> like how can you just – because I'm always afraid that I made the wrong choice mm-hmm. or I should have gotten the other one or the, now the technology got updated. And yeah. Like – So get it. You know, like I don't have H-Track anymore or whatever that – Oh, yeah. H-Track? H-Track. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, God bless you. Oh, my God. But, you know, it's like every time they're like, we're going to go to DVD. No, wait, wait, wait. Don't – no new technology. I already bought this the machine. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. Yeah. It's, it's But I also don't want to impart that onto my kids. Yeah. Like I wasn't running around about – like my kids were like, oh, we have a new refrigerator. Great. Right. You know, oh, you know, mom got the – great. Dad got – I mean when I got my car. But I also need to know I'm getting a deal too. Right. Like for me, that makes the money spending easier. Yeah. Do you – what gives you security? Like what – like if you know that this and this is is done, then I feel good. Does as, that make sense? As long as our mortgage is paid and there's food in the refrigerator. OK. As long as I know we can go shopping every week and I'm going to have food in the house, okay. I'm fine. See, yeah, for me, because we were also poor, we had a big family and we pretended like we had money, but we didn't. And – even to this day, like I need like a month's worth of groceries in the pantry. Oh, that's interesting. And Me pe- too. And I literally <laughs> walk through people's houses and I'm like, is there enough food? Is there, what are you doing? I'm like, I got to know that if there's a disaster, we can eat for 30 days. Yeah. And it's the weird – So because I, I had feast or famine for a while. And man, I would just go out and buy like two months worth of, of boxed food, canned food and stock it away. So when I was broke, I'd be able to eat. In my little corner and cry. Well, but. no, I, I'm with you. And I'll, I'll overbuy stuff. Like we have <laughs> – right now we have like 10 pasta. My husband's like, are, are you are you having like 80 people over for pasta? I'm like, no, but – You never know. You never know. I have no <laughs> idea. You know. You never know. I mean I'm not a doomsday prepper, but yeah. – uh, you know, I I kind of get excited when I see those those ca- you know, those pantries full of all that stuff. No, it's so good. I keep like I have two spare mayonnaise because you never want to be without mayonnaise. No, I don't. Never, never. never be without no. mayonnaise. Uh, you know, three or four tub uh, cubes of you know boxes of butter that I freeze because you can freeze butter. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, people walk into my house and they're like, "What do you have? A family of 30? I'm like, <laughs> no, but you know, things could happen. Well, and we <laughs> ate mayonnaise sandwiches. <laughs> Mayonnaise sandwiches. Mayonnaise are pretty good. We yeah. had them with tomato. Yeah, we, we did were too. from the south. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. No, I get it. And maybe some lettuce, but the tomato. Yeah, beef, beef tomatoes. Yeah, Ugh, those were good. They were good. Did you, as a kid? Yeah. Do you remember um, ever uh, taking money from your parents' wallet? Do you remember ever? Did you ever steal anything from a the drugstore? 
Uh, so, with <laughs> I don't know how evergreen this show is, but there are some holidays coming up. How's that? Um, and and uh, so I learned really early on not to steal okay. because my mother and my father's mother did not get along. Okay, they were like her mother-in-law. It was like oil and water. We went into a Macy's. We did Christmas shopping, right? Mm -hmm. And I still knew there was Santa and all that, but she did her shopping. And I remember I saw this ornament on one of those trees, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was like a Jordan Marsh back east. (laughs) And I... I liked this ornament. And so she pulled it off the tree and gave it to me. <laughs> and so I'm walking out of the store with my mother. And my mother did not enjoy that she had to go shopping with my my grandmother anyway. And I pulled out this thing and I go, Ma, look what grandma got me. And so my mother knew immediately that she yanked it off of the tree. And my mother was so angry. She made me walk back into the store and like go to the manager and hand it to him. And I was like, all right, so I'll never steal. So that was that was my lesson. Also, my grandmother, her pocketbook was a huge – you cannot go into her pocketbook. Like if you went into my mom's pocketbook or her pocketbook – and I get even really angry if my kids go into my pocketbook. So I never stole money from them. Wow. That's, well, that's an early lesson. That's good. Do you, what, what's your first money memory? Like, oh, this is good stuff or, oh, this is bad stuff. Um. First money memory. That's a really good question. I remember. Oh, I know what those are. I remember at, uh, Christmas cards as I got older, mm-hmm. getting cash Ooh, that's from always... my aunts and uncles, and I was like, "Oh, I love this." Yeah. And it was like you know a brand new twenty dollars bill, like right from the bank. It smelled really good. And the sad thing though is if they start giving you cash, like I started getting cash when like when I was eight. That's what you expect every year. Yeah. So if they showed up with something not cash, I like, was like, oh, how nice. Oh, how nice. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And so um, – but, you know, it was really kind of cool at our wedding. They actually – because my mom came to, to L.A. for our wedding. It wasn't back east. And my aunts and uncles gave her money <laughs> to give us. And it was like, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like my first really, I think, positive money. Mm-hmm. You know? Do you remember your first big purchase as a kid with money, like getting to go down and buy like um, – you know, a record or a doll or a yeah, it was fire a, truck. It was a pink – I remember I was an 80s kid. It was a pink boom box <laughs> that I got to buy. And oh, that's I, cool. And, and it was awesome. Yeah, I got to purchase it. I had the money. It was my money. It was my boom box. And I think I had that boom box through college and it was like bright pink. It was so 80s. It was awesome. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, there's something about buying your own thing as a kid or a teenager and you get to go, wow. Yeah. This is my yeah. This is mine. Yeah. Nobody can touch it. It's mine. And it was just like it was my style. Like it was really cool. That's I don't cool. I don't like to shop for clothes. That's yeah. something I hate doing. So are you an online shopper? No, I just I, I hate the whole concept. I hate Christmas shopping. It's like the worst. Yeah. I hate malls. I hate I hate and my mother hated it too. Ah. So you just I sort of inherited you, that. You inherited me. that. Yeah. That's, and what do you teach your kids about money? I mean, they're getting paid. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that like you, you know, parlay to them? Do, do you, hey, this is the way. Yeah, nothing is for free. Mm-hmm. They know that. Okay. <laughs> um, but I also, I think with this latest thing with my husband going freelance, mm-hmm. they were aware that he was sort of the main breadwinner. And now that it's we've kind of switched roles. Like, my son is very like, oh, so things don't always have to be 
this way. It, things can change. And I've the thing that I really imparted on them was that do what you love. Do not take a, you know, do not take a job because you think we want you to take that job. Mm-hmm. You know, my father was not pleased that I became an actor. Mm-hmm. He I don't think he ever really got when I booked ER. He was like, is that good? I go, yeah, that's good, yeah, Daddy. That's a big one. Th- that's a big one. Yeah, a recurring role in ER. You know, whatever. But um, my mom totally got it. And so for with my kids, it's my daughter wants to be an artist and she wants to open a gallery and she wants to go to art school. She's 12, but whatever. Like I, she's always had that. And I'm like, sure. I'm not going to lie to you, though. The parent side of me goes, oh, if she could just be a doctor or something. But yeah. even doctors don't get paid like they used to. No, and you know it's. I don't know if you know Matt Iceman. He's yes. Um, oh yeah, I've worked with Matt. He's great. Oh, uh, you know I love Matt, but um, you know he's Ninja Warrior. He probably makes more money now than then he. Did. But can you imagine his parents when he's like, "Hey, I just finished medical school, <laughs> and I'm going to go do stand up comedy, and I'm going to be an actor." Yeah. Oh my you, god. You got to. I would have <laughs> loved to have been in the room. Yeah. Uh, with that conversation. Yeah. Right. Because, but I, I. Yeah, I'm sure he's doing much better. Sure. Or it's, it's, you know, I mean, he's working all the time. I mean, you know, and the fact of the matter is, is I also, I also want to impart upon my kids as they get older that, listen, mom is not acting all the time. Right. You know, there are days when I'm teaching and there are days when I'm, you know, I do contract consultation sometimes. I mean, there's things when I'm not like on the stage or in front of camera or on a film. And, you know, we, cause I have children, I have to make it work. Right. I can't just go, I, I'm not going to make money today. Would, when you teach, do you feel like in a way you're on the stage? Like you work with – you were saying you worked with five-year-olds before we get on the on – the... Yeah. Today I worked with – yeah. I – when I'm teaching, I do. I think what gives me the most joy, especially when I'm teaching acting students, is when they get success. Like one of my adult students was at a callback with me this week mm-hmm. and she was put on a veil and I wasn't. <laughs> And so, but for me, it was like, oh my God, I'm so proud of her. Yeah. Like there's just, for me, there's no ego. I've also been, you know, working as an actress professionally, getting paid for it since I was 16. Right. So for me, it's like, I know the job will come. Um, I wish sometimes the money would follow. I think in some areas we're getting paid less than we ever have been. Right. But for the most part, I think it's, I have big pride when I see my students get the level of success and they're like, oh. I, I can get paid for my art, you know? Yeah, which is nice because I think some people – and I've mentioned this before, but I think some people have this um, belief that you have to be a starving artist to be a pure artist. Um, and I don't – I don't – like that doesn't work for me. Um, it's interesting because my mom was an artist mm-hmm. and always broke and my dad had a W-2 and was always broke. And um, – I, but I could – I think there was a part of me that resisted – Going into the creatives and which is why I went into accounting initially, I think, because I was like, you can't make money. I don't know successful people doing it. And then, of course, I got to L.A. and I I started exploring it. But I find that I realized that I had this unconscious belief system that it's hard to make it as an artist. And it may be hard, but there certainly can be payoff and it's certainly um, rewarding in a lot of ways. It is. And I think when you get that check – like when I got my shameless check, I was like, wow. Like I was – I mean ER was great, but this was consistent money for a while. I was on set right. for six weeks. You know, I got to work with Bill Macy. I mean it was a big deal. And, yeah. um, you know, and I still get checks, which I love when you get those residual checks yeah. that you don't expect. You're like, oh, good. Um, so those that, – that's been really good, you know. Um, but also I also I, – I'm I, I don't do well if I'm not working. Yeah. Like I need to be working. I need to be doing something. 
Yeah. You know? And how do you – so how do you balance like working, knowing you don't know when you're going to get your next job and how do you balance that with your – with your husband, like in other words, do you have money conversations? Do you yeah. <laughs> um, are they brutal? Are they money conflicts? Do you are you able to sit down and just like okay, we need to work on our budget? Like, how do you guys manage that? Well, when I first started dating him, like he was consistent W two. I love that he paid for dinner because I was dating comics and I was dating actors <laughs> and I was dating you know musicians. Like that was my type, and right. like the fact like I went out on a date with a guy with a coupon. Not kidding. And I ended up paying his portion of it too. I mean, oh my God. Yeah. Well, that kidding. would be a comic, right? And yeah. their electric bill. <laughs> yeah. And everything on it. And then their merge. And, uh, but my, my husband like took me out on his birthday and he paid the bill. Like, wow. and he would come and fly and see me because he was responsible and had cash. Nice. And, you know, and so in many ways, when I found him, I was like, wow. Like, <laughs> I like he's, this. He's like my Prince Charming, right? And then I think I sort of put all the money stuff on him and said, you deal with it. I'm not going to think about it because I didn't think about it so much growing up. Mm-hmm. And that caused a problem in our marriage because he kept working that job that he hated for like 13 uh. years. And then when it all sort of came tumbling down because he's like, I can't do it anymore, it's because he was trying to keep it together. And right. and now I was really proud of myself because I was like, we really just need to look at this. And if you're if, – you know, and I'm like sitting here going, you know what? If you're not going to make what you made before, I don't care. I just right. want you to be happy. Right. So they've been brutal conversations because I was unwilling to look at our bank account. Right. I was like, no, you know what's going on. Right. But also as a strong Irish female, I also was very like protective of what I had. Mm -hmm. And I just remember um, a therapist that I went to, she goes, "Um, you won't have a joint bank account with your husband, but you're carrying his baby. I don't understand. <laughs> it's very – it makes sense. It, 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 she goes, I don't understand. You won't have a joint account. You, you're carrying his child. And I was like, yeah, but I, it makes sense to me. Right. You know? Yeah. That's really all that matters most but, of the time. But the fact that we've walked through it, I know so many couples that won't have these conversations yeah. and then they find themselves divorced. Yeah, because – well, I think a majority of divorces end over money mm-hmm. or lack of money or hiding the money or – yeah, I've seen – I see a lot of crazy stuff in my office um, with people yeah. and then working with – because I mostly work with entertainers. So it's a super crazy ride. Yeah, so an offshore account, you yeah. know. And <laughs> or two. Or in yeah. separate families all over the world. No, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's, I try to limit it to three families because it's hard to maintain, you know um, – yeah, <laughs> all, all the travel. Um, but, oh my god! Yeah, I can't even imagine. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to keep the lies. I, I would get. I'm so like yeah. Yeah, I'd no. be caught in like in ten minutes. Yeah. Well, and that's what my husband said to me. He goes, "I would never have an affair. I'm too lazy." I go, yeah. "I wanted to hear that. Like, no, I love you so much, and I would never do that. No, I'm too lazy. No, I'm just lazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Oh man. Well, let me ask you this. Um, yeah. Two two other things, and I know we're gonna r- run out soon. But is there anything that you do now? Um, like, what's something you do now to like save a little money? Like, do you put away five percent of your paycheck? Do you clip coupons? Do you reuse jars? I, I don't know. What I do to save money? Mm-hmm. Oh, it seems so funny. We got a Target red card. Okay. Which is attached to our bank account. Mm-hmm. It took me forever to get that with my husband because he's very much about clean credit cards. He mm-hmm. doesn't like credit. And I've saved – I've had it for six months. I've saved like $80. Oh, wow. 
And so that's good. That's cool. And I like when I, my favorite part of it is that they have this thing. You can take a picture of the product that you're buying. And if there's sales going on or 15% off, 20% off, it tells you immediately. And I like feel like I'm on a game show. <laughs> I feel like I'm on The Price is Right. I'm like, yes! I'll take that. Yeah. yeah, I'll take that. And so that's where I save money. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. And if you were to um, – if you had the opportunity to talk to a younger version of yourself, like – Knowing what you know now, what would you tell an 18-year-old version of yourself or a 16-year-old version of yourself? I'd say as much as your dad does not understand what you do, God bless him for making you get a teaching degree. Because uh, at the end of the day, you know, I get more clients because I'm certified right. to teach. And people trust you a little bit more. And I also understand – I understand the kid or the adult more than just the actor – because mm-hmm. I've been teaching for so long, and it's really helped me sort of paste it all together. And when he first gave me that idea years ago, I was like, "You're no, I won't. I'm going to just be a pure actor." Yeah, and it didn't work. Well, it's yeah. it's great to have a backup plan just in case. Yeah, and then you can still follow your passion and and eat <laughs> and eat, and also just teach what I'm learning. I mean, I'm right. accountable because I'm auditioning just like these yeah. adults and kids are. So it's been a really good choice. That's so cool. Well, I, I it's I'm so happy to have you on. It's Thank been you. wonderful, and Thank I'm you. so happy to see all the. I love seeing your posts on Facebook and all the success. So, um, where can people find you? Um, everywhere: the Instagram, the Twitter, the Facebook. I'm still on Facebook. Yes, um, at M Kennedy, like the president. Comedy. That's me, Mary Kennedy. Track her down. Yes. Well, I'm Bob Wheeler. You've been listening to Money You Should Ask. Um, share the laughs. You can catch us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. And uh, if you liked it, tell your friends. If you didn't, don't say a word. Until (laughs) next time.